0: Tonight yet another staggering heat wave striking fantasy football.
1: Oh hello everyone and welcome to the Heat Wave 32 Teams in 32 days, we are breaking down every single fantasy-relevant player on each team for the upcoming season. Today, we'll be focusing on the New York Jets. I am your host, the Fantasy Plug, Tim Petropolis, EIC of the BrotoFantasy.com, and the Fantasy Football by Broto app. I am joined today by my brother, Michael, the king of this fantasy thing and lead fantasy analyst for Broto, Matt Ward, the Dynasty Don and the Fantasy Encyclopedia himself, also the lead writer at Broto, and. Santiago Casanova, the genius of fantasy, Brodo lead data, data analyst and developer of the Fantasy Football by Brodo app. Speaking of the Fantasy Football by Brodo app, get it now if you don't already have it. It is absolutely free. It is the only tool you need to become your own expert and dominate in fantasy. Football. Every single stat you hear us use today can be found on the app, and that can be found in fantasy player cards, fantasy player grades, usage charts, start sit tools, player comps, podcasts, consistency charts, game logs, coaching tendencies, articles, rankings, waivers, and every single stat you need, including some advanced stats, Truth not just some advanced stats, excuse me, every single advanced stat you can ever need and some exclusive stats, true throw value, true target value, true performance value, adjusted air yards and true matchup, matchup rankings, proven formulas that are game changers. The app is free right now because of our patrons over at Patreon.com slash Fantasy. A big thank you to our patrons at Patreon.com slash Fantasy. You are the reason the Brodo machine keeps on pumping. Join now to support the show, the app, and join the best community in the world for as little as $3 a month. You get extras, like an extra waiver show every week, access to Brodo's leagues. Does your league suck? I promise you this one will not proven DFS cash game optimizers, access to cheat sheets, private team consultations, the most unique fantasy tournament in the world coming up soon and access to the greatest community in the world. Not just the fantasy world, the entire world, the Brodo community on Discord. If you enjoy the show and you enjoy the app, please consider joining. Your contributions go a long way. Today, we are going to jump into the New York Jets. Let's start with the offensive outlook. What is the team shaping up like? This is the second year for head coach Robert Sala and OC Mike LaFleur. Both of those come over from uh, the San Francisco 49ers. Sala, the former defensive coordinator. Mike LaFleur, the former uh, assistant offensive coordinator and pass game uh, coordinator. Last season was ugly. 28th in scoring offense. They were also dead last in scoring defense, which is not help. Uh, because they had to put their rookie in tough situations. 61.3% of the plays were passes. That was the fourth highest total of any coach that was not fired for any reason midseason. Um, but this team is definitely looking completely brand new. Uh, the Jets fans, and there's some Jets fans in here, Jets fans say in Joe we trust because of Joe Douglas. And he's added some big names. Uh, Guard, Laken Tomlinson to help the run the run game. Tight end, CJ Uzuma. And tight end, Tyler Conklin. And of course, the rookie, Wide receiver Garrett Wilson out of Ohio State and Brees Hall running back. The subtractions, wide receiver Jameson Crowder, uh, their left tackle and right tackle Morgan Moses uh, and tight end Ryan Griffin. So a new wide receiver one, a new RB one, a new tight end one, but the quarterback remains the same. So let's get into the nitty gritty and let's start previewing the Jets because it all starts and ends with this man right here. Zach Wilson started the year slow. But face the gauntlet in the middle, in the beginning of the year, Panthers, Patriots, Broncos, first three games of his entire career. And he played well against the, the Panthers, who ended up being a really, really solid defense. Uh, bounced back, though, before his injury, four TDs to nine interceptions. Coming back from the injuries, five TDs to two interceptions and rush for four TDs. Uh, Matt, let's go to you. Do you think Zach Wilson can make the leap? Let's not. It would be stupid. I don't want to say stupid. It would be misguided to start Zach Wilson as your starting fantasy quarterback, unless you're playing in some sort of super flex league and he's your second guy and you missed out on a few guys, right? So it would be, it would be not so smart to start with it. So really I want to know, can he be good enough to carry the other guys? What do you think?
0: Yeah, there's going to be a lot of mouths to feed. Uh, and certainly some guys that are going pretty high in drafts. Um, Brees Hall is going Pretty high, like up to the fourth round now. Garrett Wilson's a middle-round wide receiver that everybody's targeting. Same with Elijah Moore. Um, The tight ends aren't really people that you're going to be looking at in your drafts this year regardless. Um, But considering how many people and targets that he's supposed to support, I don't quite think that he's going to be able to make that substantial leap in his second season to be able to make Garrett Wilson and Elijah Moore worth wide receiver two value and Brees Hall worth wide receiver or running back one value rather. And a big part of you know Brees' assumed upside is there's going to be a lot of scoring opportunities. But if the offense isn't functioning at a super high rate, then those scoring opportunities are going to be quite minimal. Now he does have really, really good weapons. So I think there can be some like yards after the catch gained by his receivers that are going to boost some of his counting stats. And like you mentioned, an improved offensive line, actually. Um, but one of the most positive things, I guess, last year was he was pretty accurate deep. And that's what the Jets and everybody attributed, you know, his, his best attributes to is what I'm trying to say. Um, He's got a long arm. He can really chuck the ball. He had 67.4% of his uh, deep passes over 20 yards were deemed catchable. So that was the seventh highest rate in the NFL, which is pretty good for a rookie. Um, And, you know, he struggled a lot, but when the pocket was clean and when the offensive line was able to not allow him to be sacked 45 times a season, he was, um, had a 71.4 clean pocket passing grade from PFF, um, which is a really sticky stat for determining passing efficiency from year to year. And that was the fifth highest um, in the NFL. So he's good when the pocket is clean, but as improved as the Jets O-line is, I'm not sure if it's going to be top five. And that's kind of what you're asking for if you want that 71.4% clean pocket grade to maintain fantasy efficiency.
1: So interesting because, you know, when you're talking about the Jets, they, they're a a, a lot of potential, right? They have a lot of potential and it's all about what you think about Zach Wilson. But the one guy that's not necessarily attached to Zach Wilson is their number one draft pick. uh, Mr. Brees Hall at the running back position. Now Brees Hall. Some things that Matt loves to, to – we talked about Brees Hall a lot on the podcast this summer, and one thing that he loves to say, and I'm going to attribute it to him, a 99% dominator rating in college, one of just six players ever to do that. His Broto app comparisons are CMC, Christian McCaffrey, Jonathan Taylor, among others. He can run. He can catch. Like I said, the Jets have an improved O-line. I think another thing that's under the radar is the Jets should have an improved defense. Last year, they were dead last in defense. They gave up the most points in the league. So that's not putting your young quarterback or your running backs in good positions. Now the Jets should be in a little bit better game scripts. Now I'm not saying the Jets are going to be a great, but what I am saying is the green scripts should look a little better. So Cass, how do you feel about these running backs going into here? For me personally, I have a hot take that we're going go to go get into in a little bit, but how are you feeling about these, uh, about these Jets running backs?
2: Honestly, breeze hall is very interesting to me. I've seen some people claim that he might be in a timeshare with Michael Carter because Michael Carter was also great last year. That's just stupid, honestly, with all due respect to no one. Because Michael <laughs> Carter was barely a wide receiver. Sorry, a running back two last season. Is that the guy that's going to steal carries from the guy with the 99% college dominator rating? No? Like, you, you hinted at the comps earlier, but I'm just going to list them all for, so that people can hear. It's Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Notion Moreno. Uh, Reggie Bush and Marshawn Lynch. I mean, that's kind of self-explanatory uh, if I do say so myself. One thing is uh, Zach Wilson. Well, I've studied how quarterbacks target uh, running backs, and that's the most important part when you're looking for targets. Zach Wilson isn't great at targeting running backs. Maybe uh, Hall can give him a, a better target a better player to target so we might see an uptick in that however if your better game script game script prediction works out i think breeze hall could be a very very good player right from the bat and we need to see uh, rookie running backs go audit uh, like go ham all the time so breeze hall is someone i'm definitely interested in michael carter maybe maybe at the end of the draft anyone else no thank you
1: yeah, I think Michael Carter is just one of those change of pace backs, and that's how it's going to be this year. And Bryce Hall is going to be the main event. I think that's what we're looking at. I think you know, you don't take a guy who's carried the ball as much as Brees Hall carried the ball in college and touched the ball as much as he has, um, and scored as many touchdowns as he has. Like this guy has his 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 legs, you're not going to trade up into the second round to take a running back to not use him, in, in, like as much as you possibly can right away. So I, I think that we have a big in, year incoming. Uh, from Mr. Brees Hall. Um, All right, so let's take a break from this to get into a tip for the app. Every single day, we're going to give you a little tip on how to do it. If you want to see the tip, we're going to be available on YouTube, youtube.com slash Broto Fantasy, also available on the Fantasy Football by Broto app. So Cass. Cass, who is the developer of the Fantasy Football by Broto app, uh, as well as a lead data analyst for Broto Fantasy. Why don't you give them the tip of the day f- on how to use and how to maximize their use of the Broto Fantasy Football app. The Fantasy Football by Broto app. Excuse me. <laughs>
2: there you go. Uh, actually, this is a new feature. Uh, you're going to see this in a little bit in the future, but we just released this yesterday and it's a new rankings section for Yab. So. If I can find it.
1: So Cass is actually going to share on the screen. That's why I said, if you have it here and here, it is there now. So if you have uh, access, go to YouTube to check us out. Go ahead, Cass, take it over.
2: So we have the new interface for rankings. Uh, You used to have to navigate a bunch of folders. Now it's all in one place. You can get the true rankings, which is a consensus with uh, all of us. Or you could even pick who you want. So you want true rankings. You can do Michael, Tim, and Jason. And you get there aggregated rankings, if you just want uh, Tim and Jason, you can do that as well. And uh, the best part, and uh, the part I know Tim's most excited about is if you can click, you can click on players and that will direct you straight to their card on the, of course, now famous Brutal cards. So I clicked on Christian McCaffrey. Here's Christian McCaffrey's cards uh, with all of his stats from last year. You can do that now
3: gorgeous. How awesome
2: is that?
1: Gorgeous. So uh, yeah, definitely uh, the a big upgrade and one of the best ways to use it especially now during draft season uh is to you know, this is this is the way to do it. You got to get the rankings. So rankings are out right now. All right, so let's get into the wide receivers. An interesting an interesting situation here because you got two guys, at least two guys that have massive fantasy potential and one of those guys is Elijah Moore. Now, injuries plagued him all season last year, but He showed exactly what he can do when he was healthy. Between week seven and week 13, he was a top 40 finish every time. Now, that's not great, but also he never, like, shit the bed. He was a top nine finish three times, though, including a number a wide receiver one overall and a wide receiver three overall during that span. Elijah Moore is a prime example of what the Jets' offense is, I think. It's a bunch of potential. So, Michael, how do you feel about the potential of Elijah Moore and how much are you willing to spend for that potential?
3: Yeah, Tim, look, before I get into the Jets wide receivers, I just want to say, guys, it's the heat wave. Let's go. We're here. We're back again for the heat wave. Welcome, Matt. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like this is Fire the first time Matt's on the heat wave. You guys will be seeing Matt a whole lot on the heat wave this year. Um, it was great hearing him hype up Zach Wilson a little bit. I wasn't sure exactly what he was gonna say about Zach Wilson. And Cass, it's always nice when Cass decides he's gonna get a little mean and he decided to uh Connor McGregor and say that uh He apologizes to absolutely nobody. So that was great. But, um, (laughs) look, Elijah Moore and the jets wide receivers. I have a best ball guide coming out soon. Um, sneak peek. I love the jets at their cost this year. Um, especially in best ball. Look, Elijah Moore, his ADP right now is wide receiver 34. As a rookie, he was the wide receiver 32 in points per game. As with a 67th rank overall in true target value. So he completely outplayed his true target value. Um, which basically true target value essentially is like an adjusted fantasy points, um, per attempt for quarterbacks. And and then it gets translated to true target, true throw value for quarterbacks, true target value for wide receivers. So wide receiver 67 rank for wide receivers basically means the targets he was seeing should have equated roughly a wide receiver 67 finish. Instead, he would put up wide receiver 32 numbers. And like Tim said, he went on a massive stretch between week seven and 13, um, And that wide receiver 32 overall finish and points per game as a rookie includes the bad games he had to open up his season. He was a top five wide receiver down the stretch. um, And he's looked like a budding star. And how quickly people forget, because for whatever reason, whenever anybody gets injured, people just like they, it just like affects them for like uh, fantasy drafters just don't like players after they get injured, no matter what they always, uh, it's like a, I don't know. I don't know what it is. It's like a, a tick for people. If someone gets hurt, I think they get, it's, they just right forget. away. They don't like injuries. Yeah. I think they just forget. And,
1: like they, they just forget how good the person can be.
3: Yeah. And Elijah Moore was a locked and loaded top 24 wide receiver start every single week from week seven on um, when he was healthy last year. And like you said, Tim, they really bolstered bolstered this offense. They brought in Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson. They added to, uh to the O-line and it's a second year, Zach Wilson, like, uh, Matt previously said Zach Wilson was great with a clean pocket last year, and hopefully the O-line's even better this year, and he could grow even uh, even more from his rookie season. And even if the O-line isn't that much better, we just need a second-year Zach Wilson to be mediocre, in my opinion, for this ADP to pay off for Elijah Moore at wide receiver 34. Um, I'm all over him at that price. I think he has easy top 24 wide receiver potential. Um, which is why I'm a huge fan of Elijah Moore in best ball as well, uh, because he's going slightly higher in underdog leagues, but still I think he has boom potential and he um, certainly should return value where he's going. And then you got Garrett Wilson.
1: Yeah. So I was going to say, what about his teammate? Because you, you like, you like Elijah Moore, Garrett Wilson, Matt Ward's top ranked dynasty wide receiver going into the draft, maintained that status after the draft was over. Um, His college route tree is expansive and he excels on every route. So how do you, how does that translate here?
3: Yeah, as our very own Matt Ward to quote him from one of his articles, Garrett Wilson is a separation specialist with tremendous hands and athleticism. And Tim, I'm not going to lie, it was a little uh a little painful to hear you say they brought in the wide receiver, a new wide receiver one, disrespectful to Elijah Moore. I'm not certain that Garrett Wilson is just going to come in and take over the wide receiver one spot. I think Elijah Garrett
1: Moore. Wilson I just think Garrett Wilson projects more as like that. X alpha type wide receiver and Elijah Moore projects more of a like, it's like, it's like Metcalf Lockett or, or like, I don't know if it was a better comparison. San Antonio Holmes, Plaxico Burris sort of, I think, you know what I mean? I like Elijah, San Antonio Holmes, Antonio Brown.
3: I do think Elijah Moore has the ability to be a Steve Smith type star, even at a, like a smaller stature type guy. Um, I'm a huge fan of Elijah Moore. But with Garrett Wilson, um, I mean, he was a he was the Jets first pick in the draft. They clearly were trying to bolster their offense. They clearly like um, they clearly like him. He has he has nice put proto player comps. Um, Justin Blackman is one of them. If he becomes Justin Blackman, that would be glorious for us Jets fans. Um, he had a great rookie, uh, not a great rookie college season, but he had a successful rookie collegiate season, which I always love when um when wide receivers have good rookie seasons. He got better every year. And right now, uh, according to fantasy pros, his ADP is wide receiver 50. An underdog again, it's similar. And once you get to those double-digit rounds, there's no reason not to take a chance on a guy like Garrett Wilson. He has the draft capital, he has the he has everything you need you want from a wide receiver. Just the thing that is holding him back is oh he plays for the New York Jets. Like you got you got people drafting like Sky Moore over Garrett Wilson when Sky Moore was drafted way later and way more wide receivers past Garrett Wilson just because of the quarterback play. Um, I understand it on the surface, but it also just goes to show you like sometimes you just should just bet on talent. And betting on Garrett Wilson at ADP of wide receiver 50, I believe, is betting on the talent. And that's something I'm going to take every day because if he doesn't play well, then you could just cut him. And you drafted him in like the 11th or 12th round. It's not that big of a deal. And then lastly, Corey Davis,
1: Michael. This is, for those of you who uh, who listen to this podcast and you know, you know that Michael Michael hijacking transitions is, is a is a tradition on this show. <laughs> I'm sorry. Shush. I, just, I love um, Corey Davis. Corey Davis, really? Uh, where does he fit in this offense? Not a good not a good year last year. Dropped a lot of balls. Left a lot of left a lot of big plays on the table. Like, well, how do you love Corey? Like, how does that even possible? Like, what does love Corey Davis even mean?
3: Okay, not in a typical redraft league, of course. This is more of a deeper league. Um, maybe you're in a 16-team league or more of a best ball pick here. But his current ADP is wide receiver 71. Again, similar on underdog um, in the best ball format. Look, I think it's just a blasphemous ADP. I think he easily ends as a top 50 wide receiver and could end even better than that. Um, I mean, he's the vet on the team. He's the one that got paid. He's going to be looked up. He's going to be looked upon to lead the young guys um, on the field. And to think he's just like just going to be relegated to wide receiver three. I'm not sure that's the case. He had two top 10 finishes last season and four top 30 finishes in the nine games that he played. He was 36th in points per game, despite being 71st in true target value. Very efficient again, similar to Elijah Moore. He was top 20 in average depth of target top 25 in yards per reception and all this. And the jets stank last year. Yes. Corey Davis could have been better, but Maybe he's not a wide receiver. He's not supposed to be a wide receiver one for a team, and that's okay. He doesn't need to be the alpha anymore because they also have Elijah Moore. They also have Garrett Wilson. They just need Corey Davis to be a solid wide receiver for that team, and he's going as a 71st wide receiver off the board. Why can't he be like the better version of Tyler Boyd in Cincinnati in terms of just like production (laughs) as the third wide receiver on the team?
1: Because I think Braxton Berrios also exists. I think that that's something that eats into into that. And I just don't think and, that you're you're not talking about Joe Burrow, man. You get you in order for three three wide receivers to be productive in this, it's it's, it's a long shot.
0: Tim, Braxton I mean, Barrios, you have a wide receiver,
1: wide receiver seventy one. Okay, fine. I'll take him there. I'll take him before yes. then. Fine. Well,
0: what about the Eli Manning? Not too rule? much. It seems like we're just ignoring the Eli Manning
1: rule for I'm not well. I'm definitely not. I'm definitely not ignoring the Eli Manning rule. I would not draft Corey Davis. I'm not touching Corey Davis. No way.
3: Again, this is for super like deep leagues and for yeah I know you just you just for spent, you just spent ball, five typically.
1: minutes on Corey Davis and then you tell me <laughs> that you give me shit about about don't draft Corey Davis is is what the sentence you should have said instead of you said the, all the other no. things right. no
3: absolutely draft Corey don't Davis.
1: draft him no you should not draft in, Corey Davis and
3: not in shallow redraft leagues
1: okay if you have si- if you're in the league that eighty percent of the players play in don't draft Corey Davis
3: um, or if you're practice- in the basketball league.
1: Let's move over to tight end. Uh, CJ Uzuma and Tyler Conklin probably means stay away from both. Uh, Matt, how do you feel about these tight ends? And do you agree?
0: Yeah, I mean, I absolutely agree. You can probably just stay away from both of them, except for the deepest of leagues. But they also both present streamer upside, which they presented last season. They both had spike weeks of production. Um, yeah, the the Jets signed Conklin over from the Vikings, uh, Uzuma over from the Bengals. Um, They also drafted Jeremy Ruckert from Ohio state. Who's like a big bodied athletic tight end. Who's probably going to enter the season on the physically unable to perform list to start his first ever offseason in the NFL, which isn't a good sign, but they clearly just needed to fill out the depth chart of the position. I don't think any of those guys necessarily have any relevance. If there were to be one that you might have more weekly relevance out of Um, It's probably Conklin. He had a 15.6% target share in Minnesota last season um, with Jefferson and Phelan. So like he can still earn targets um, with other high target hogs around him um, where Uzuma had like two weeks of tight end one production and then nothing outside of that, that like big three touchdown game. Um, So he's not going to be reliable whatsoever, but both present, I guess, streaming upside for whenever you need to fill in a bye week for your one tight end. Um, but yeah. I'm probably not drafting either one of them.
1: No, definitely not. I will say this though. Um, both players kind of are going into new situations, and both players have been here. When I see CJ Uzuma and Tyler Conklin uh together, what that mean? what I what I see from that, it's like Brees Hall. Like that, it's this is good news for Brees Hall. All right, but guys. So blo- now yeah, we're gonna get there to block. <laughs> right. They're there to be on the field because they can block or catch no matter what they both both players are capable of both. So <clears> and I, I think, think that, that was the
0: Ruckert play oh, there as well is, is yeah. for when he is healthy, he's going to be their fullback
1: in best case scenario Ruckert has some George Kittle vibes from the, from the people who got him like he's, he's kind of the same size, same, same roundish. they, they went to same like college profile ish. Um. Except he, except George Kittle went to Iowa, which grows tight ends on trees. Anyway, um, let's get to the fun part. Our bold prediction. This one not necessarily going to come true. You know what I mean. But something that, could, if everything goes right, according to how you feel, uh, will come true. So let's start with, uh, you know, what I feel like starting with Cass, the top right hand corner on my screen. So I'm going to go with you, Cass. What's your first bold prediction?
2: Uh, I was going to be a little bit more measured, but then you said. Ball prediction not necessarily coming uh, like, coming to fruition, so I'm just going for it. it. Yeah. Breeze Hall RB one, let's go. Overall. Not not RB one overall. No no no. Relax relax. Maybe RB twelve overall. I'm thinking. You know what? You know what?
1: Cass. I, since you're on that, I I got one better for you. I think Breeze Hall is going to be a top half RB one this year. I think that he's oh. in the top six, and he enters himself 10. into the top top two to three fantasy running back combo at this time next year. Because I think I, that I if
2: definitely it.
1: If that if if Zach Wilson does take the leap, let's say it's, hypothetically Zach Wilson takes the leap, that best best case scenario, and if that happens, Brees Hall is going to be a top two to three pick next year. I think Yo, that there's I no agree. doubt about it.
3: I agree, uh, Michael. 10, what's your
1: top ten? What, facts, facts. Uh, Michael, what's Zach your bold prediction, bro?
3: Zach Wilson will end the uh, fantasy season with more points than any of the other uh, twenty twenty excuse me twenty twenty one quarterback picks. And oh. Elijah Moore, Elijah Moore, top 15 receiver.
1: Oh, baby. So Zach Wilson outscoring Trey Lance, outscoring Justin Fields, outscoring Mac Jones. That's right. Wow. Ooh, 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 <laughs> That's something. And, uh, and, and uh, who was – I'm, I'm forgetting someone. Oh, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor and Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence.
3: Yeah. Mm, interesting.
1: Um, and Matt, let's, uh, send us away. What's your bold prediction?
0: I think Zach Wilson is going to finish outside of the top 24 quarterbacks. Hey, (laughs) Hey. I I love Garrett Wilson, and I do think he's the future of that offense. And I genuinely think there's a good chance that he kind of alphas Elijah Moore. Um, Maybe not in year one, but he's going to be a 25% target share career guy. So maybe there, that's a bold prediction as well on the dynasty side of things. Is Garrett Wilson's 25% career target share alpha. We'll go a little more positive.
1: Boom boom, and that's how we oh, end yeah. it. Uh, don't forget to subscribe. Uh, check check off your um, what are those called the not- the notifications? Check off the notifications. You're gonna we're gonna get a new.